Hey, hey, beautiful human. Welcome to the Soul Revolution Podcast, your cosmic playground for mind, body, and beyond. If you're ready for an epic journey of transformation and evolution, you have come to the right place. Let me tell you, this is not your average self-help show. We are all about keeping it real, relatable, and a ton of fun. Get ready to be inspired by incredible stories that'll make your soul do a happy dance, expert guidance that will light your path, and discover a whole buffet of healing possibilities. Whether you're new to the mindfulness game or you're a seasoned spiritual explorer, we've got something for every human out there. So get comfy, hit that play button, and let's dive into the soul revolution where healing meets happy and magic happens. So when I first met Dilshad Mehta, I knew that we were going to do something really powerful together. And this episode is probably just a precursor of whatever it is that we're going to do. The awakening through the soulmate journey was, first of all, I would never even consider this as a part of the awakening process. But to hear her talk about her journey and how she experienced her awakening and coming back home to who she really is, to her true self, and doing that, experiencing that through the process of the search for the one, the search for her soulmate, and what that ended up being and looking like for her was so powerful. I saw so much of my own journey through hers. And then also to learn about her gifts and her talents and how this is all connected together. So beautiful. I cannot wait to hear what you take away from this and what resonates most with you in this episode. Here we go. Welcome, Dilshad, to the Soul Revolution podcast. I'm so excited. I'm excited that you're here. I know. This is going to be a good conversation because I think when it comes to the topic of awakening that no, I have not encountered in all the conversations I've had, and I talk about a lot of shit with a lot of people, (laughs) like no one's ever brought up awakening through the soulmate journey, like ever. And I think this is going to be a really powerful and potent conversation, not just for women, but for men too, because the experience of what each person is happening and what they're waking up to through the soulmate journey. I can't wait for you to share your experience and what that looked like for you and like where that led, like what that path led you down. It's going to be so good. I'm ready for this. Bring it sister. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) So where do you want me to start? Let's, let's start with like, what was the really, where were you at before this, before you entered this soulmate journey? Who were you before? Where were you at before? And what led you into that experience? That is such a great question because I don't remember who I was Mm. before the soulmate journey because my first memory of being alive was four years old and experiencing Mm. what I could only call I mean I I didn't have the words for it back then yeah but how I interpreted it back then was the loss of someone close to me Mm. and that was my first memory of being alive so the the way the way it happened the story if you will the the scene the scene of events was I just remember running down my kindergarten hallway Mm -hmm. and the hallway just kept extending and extending like we were in some matrix movie and I just couldn't get to the end of the hallway and then all of a sudden I felt this profound sense of loss like I had lost my person I had Mm -hmm. lost my other half I remember looking at towards my left and starting to panic because everything felt like I was living in a world of giants 
The bookcase wow. was too big. The windows were too high up and I couldn't understand what was going on. It took me a minute to process that I was in a child's body. I remember looking into my pants and wondering why my, my hoo-ha looked yeah. the way it did. <laughs> And I, and I remember patting my chest. Yeah, I remember patting my chest and going, where am I my breasts? And, and I remember, and what was more profound more than anything was this voice coming in that I perceived to be my own voice, but from a much more mature, like older version of me come in and say, we're just going to take away your emotions. We're just going to take away the, these parts of you that are panicking, that are literally freaking out about being in a child's body. And we're wow. going to maybe leave you with the memory, but it's going to be hazy until you get older. And so what they did was they didn't really take away my emotions. Maybe that's how I interpreted it when mm-hmm. I was a child. What they did was they they, they titrated it. They dripped the emotions over mm-hmm. years instead of because had they not done that, and by they, I don't know who they were. I still right. don't understand. But yeah. had they not done that, I pretty much would have ended up in a men's mm-hmm. I was. It was a really deeply, profoundly disturbing event, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. the grief that came yeah. was it, the closest thing that comes to describe it was a spiritual depression but it was more than that it was spiritual it was like absolute confusion yeah that is how it starts Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's heavy for a kid right like for Mm -hmm. a kid through and so what led you from like when then if that was the experience from four years old I'm sure that you had to deal with that all through teen you know adolescence and going into your early adulthood where was the point where it started matching up with another other person where that started coming together and then seeking out soulmate like I feel like you saying like the loss of feeling someone close to you do you think that 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 experience at four years old and feeling that deep loss like where is my person where is the other half of me that I don't have like missing and I need to find it was that like what led you into this this relationship where you had to experience this now it's a, it's a journey like you're realizing that it's a journey that you're on it so I think my first big lead-in was when I read Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist. Mm, I love that book. Yeah. And that was one of the books that sort of gave me language to describe mm-hmm. what I was feeling. And mm-hmm. I can't stress enough how important it is for these confusing experiences to have language because I couldn't think about the experience. Yeah. I didn't have thoughts about the experience because I didn't have language. I just had these feelings and feelings and feelings, but no language. And The Alchemist gave me language to describe what I was feeling. Yeah. Connection with the one, the separation from the other other joining Mm -hmm. together with the other it gave me language and it made me feel not so crazy Mm -hmm. which was super important however it still kept my feeling of lack and missing missing Mm -hmm. someone or something that I couldn't describe yeah it wasn't really addressed in alchemist it hasn't been addressed anywhere really in this and I feel like we all have that I feel that way like I truly feel like everybody feels this we all experience this like we're missing yeah and I think that 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 missingness happens to people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so my story, you can interpret it from a lot of different lenses, depending mm-hmm. upon what you know frame of reference you come from, so from a psychologist perspective, from a spiritual perspective. But the most important thing is how I interpreted it and what Absolutely. I went through with my yeah. journey. And for 
me, what I can also see in people, like from me looking at other people is what they call the pivotal moment when we felt as children that the veil dropped, Mm. that we didn't have access to that unity, that oneness that we were so used to feeling. You could interpret it from a biologist perspective. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll I'll Mm -hmm, play the part. mm -hmm, I'll wear the hat mm -hmm, of a biologist or like a, a, a psychologist and be like, okay, that could be the disconnect from the mother's womb, you know, where the baby right. with the mother, you can talk about it from a spiritual perspective, totally. the soul felt that unity with all there is. You can yes, talk. that's what I feel. That's my that's how exactly. I feel. Yes. But that that separation, that separation yeah. point, that's what a lot of people have in common. Even mm-hmm. if my story is different, it's like some of us remember the time the veil dropped and the grief yeah. that came with it. Right, right. Yeah. And mo- I would say most I my guess is most people don't remember. So it's almost like what yes. a gift that you had that right a gift that you have that as it was painful as it was yeah, yeah. it was definitely a curse for the longest yeah, time for sure come the gift yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially as a child, especially when you don't have someone to support you through that, it's very confusing, right? And and something that you said was like not having the language to add to it. But for me, it's also the support, which I think children, especially as children, we have such an opportunity when they're young, they're in their most potent pureness, like you were, right? You experienced what you experienced in the purity of that moment of like that knowing that you were, there was this separation and not having any support to walk through like that for me is like if we could start getting support not just for adults who are waking up now and experiencing their awakening but start supporting children who are having them a lot of the experience they just either don't remember or at least shut it out or don't talk about it right because they don't want to sound crazy or have someone think that they're crazy or something you know think that something bad is going to happen like that that takes the journey on a different direction so from that space now you have this like awareness you read the alchemist like you you're starting to get like your language and feeling like, okay, this, I'm not crazy. This really is the truth. Where does that take from that, from that point? Like, what do you do with this new found almost like knowledge help? Where do you go from there? It was more a validation. There was no Mm. knowledge. There was no understanding. There was no wisdom. There was just a teenage girl with a lot of Mm. hormones and this (laughs) behind her. Yeah, And it was kind of like, you know, like I'm an electronic device with a plug and I kept Mm -hmm. looking where to plug myself into and couldn't oh, find God, it. I say that all the time. It, it's like, so, it's like, where does my umbilical yeah. cord plug to? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't feel like it's someone that I would normally plug into. Mm-hmm. So then what do I do? I tried to plug it in to anyone and everyone I see. Are you my soulmate? My Are you my soulmate? Are you yeah. my soulmate? Are you my soulmate? Mm-hmm. And it just, it I spiraled out of control, yeah. which attracted, and of course I wasn't saying soulmate because I still had right. this, that language. Right. I didn't, it didn't register. I was saying, are you my man? Are you my man? Mm. You know what I always said? Are you the one? Are you the one? Yeah. Are you the one? That was my language. Yeah. yeah. Is he the one? Are you the one? Yeah. Constantly. Mm-hmm. Everywhere yeah. I went, wh- whoever I saw, are you, yeah. are you him? Same. Are you, him? Are you my, yeah. man? my man? My man, my man, everywhere I went. That's how yeah. I would say it. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, really looking at spiritual literature. So fun fact, my whole life, I actually stayed away from religion and anything mm. that was remotely spiritual because I thought it was a bunch of hogwash. Yeah. And it was what was being a lot of it is was a bunch for of sure. Hogwash. Totally. And I was made to feel guilty because I didn't agree with it or whatever. Mm. And then as I grew up, I began to realize 
realize what exactly about it I didn't like. And I realized I love spiritual. Like it, yeah. it's the only thing that that really feeds me. And yeah, same. So, it's so yummy. <laughs> which is really funny because I went from being really logical and scientific yeah. to now being this wide open spiritual person. And right. anyway, so what I started noticing in the spiritual community was a lot of women, especially, but also men mm. who started talking about soulmate, mm-hmm. but it felt more like something out of Disney or mm-hmm. a fantasy or just delusion uh, yeah. than any real grounding in soulmate. So I never really, that's why when we spoke first, I was like, I've never really mm-hmm. shared my story yeah. because I'm scared to add to that narrative. Right. <laughs> and well, because really, it's so, it's so counter to what's put out, right? It's so counter and opposite. Completely like, opposite. Yes. Yes. And how this whole quest relates to mm-hmm. patriarchy, to colonialism mm-hmm. and all these different things. And of yep. course, you know, watching one of my closest friends really spiral with this mm. whole notion of soulmate. So that really impacted me. Wow. And it was around the age of 28 mm-hmm. uh, or 29 that I just gave up this whole notion mm. of soulmate, completely gave it up, no longing, no desire, no grip, just mm. an awareness, but no depression or grief or anger or rage or confusion okay. about it at all. This and is I the think, juice. Like this that, is the tea right here. <laughs> yes. And but I had to go through all these things, you know, and and ter- I didn't have to go through it. I should not say that. There was no need to go through it, but this was my journey and how it right. came. Right. And then I landed in this place of complete security. But what the soulmate journey from an awakening perspective, what mm-hmm. it did was it brought first of all, I was born into this awareness of like there's something out there and right. also in me. Then it took me along the path of okay, there's something in the world that I need to connect to. Mm. And then it took me right back into there's a deep, deep part of me that I need right. to connect to. And then being happy with that. Yeah. And not being upset. And and I honestly can now say with full confidence, I don't yeah. care if I find yeah. my soulmate. Right. I don't. <laughs> and like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, it's so good. I it's so care. good. Yeah, I don't care. A big bonus if I do, but I know, totally. like after after a physical death, I will I will be with him regardless. And yeah. so there's no th- that grip that I mm-hmm. that like claw grip that that had on me. Yeah, and understandably so. You know, I want to have some compassion for myself. Like I was four years old <laughs> for sure, for sure. So that 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 grip has gone. So let me hard. ask you that. I'm so glad yeah. too. And this is such a relevant conversation for me because I literally just went through all of that. Similarly, same thing. Like I spent all of my, I mean, literally as long as I can remember from like young, like even in middle school, I was like pining for like the boy, right? And then as I got older and then started dating and then it was like, is he the one, is he the one, is he the one? So I'm like on this like search for the one that's going to be the soulmate. And then I get married thinking he's the one realizing that's that was a part of the journey. This is a part of the journey (laughs) because it was bringing me back to ultimately the truth, same thing. I uncovered so much of what you talked about, which I want to get into a little bit more because I think it's so important to give this other perspective. I don't care if people want to buy into it or not, but at least we're dropping a nugget of truth so that they can just contemplate and see if it resonates with them or not, because there is so much narrative out there, especially for women. And like you said, it's not in the highest and best for them. It's it's actually suppressing women's yes. power to yes. buy into this yes. narrative. Like, yes. Oh. That there, yeah, 
list. Yeah, of course I fucking see it, girl. Like I've been healing through this shit. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. You see it. I yes. was so scared to say, okay, yes. Okay. Go oh ahead. Shit, we're going go like, this is okay. what we're here for. This is what we're here for. These are the conversations that need to be had because women are, we feel so like, I mean, again, this is my own perspective, but in talking to a bunch of other women, we shrink, we feel small, but it's because we've bought like, th- there's many wounds that need to be healed, but all of the wounds that we accumulated on the experiences that we had are because of this narrative that we bought into that says that there's going to be this man that is going to be the one that is going to make you whole. And that's not true. It's so untrue because the whole, we're already whole and it's going back, coming back self. Like it took me 45 now, it took me 45 fucking years to remember all of this, like see all of it, but I had to heal so much. Like my journey is different in yours and that like, I don't have that remembering, but I do have, I know that that longing for me, the longing to be like reconnected back, the longing for like my soul, like what I'm missing, that missing part is being reconnected back to God. For me, that it's being reconnected back. So when I'm in that, I call it the ooey gooey. When I'm in the ooey gooey, that's like, I'm in that space where I am reconnected. And in our humanness, we feel separated from that. We feel far apart from that. And it's not, especially for women seeking outside of ourselves and then thinking that we're going to find that in another human. I even went so far, like when I didn't find it in a man, I had kids to try to fill that void of separation so that maybe then I will feel a close to having, you know, I'll have children or like we do it, I think in many different ways, especially women, but the whole soulmate journey on its own, it's literally, it come, it's coming back home to yourself. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And at the same time, it is also about the other. Mm-hmm. And this is where, and this is where it gets so, you know what, spirituality that I feel like is the way it's being taught. It is the recognition of the subtle, not the gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there is subtle differences that, you know, a lot of people don't want to get into because so subtle and so complex like you got to catch it in the moment it's a moment to moment awareness Mm -hmm. so in the moment you just have to ask yourself and is this me longing gripping Mm -hmm. holding on to or is this just me making someone a soulmate or is this because the thing is the truth is i know for a fact based on my experience i know for a fact there is such a thing as a soulmate and i would even go so far as to say there is such a thing as a twin flame i don't believe that the way it's being taught is correct Mm -hmm. but there there needs to be a formula can, wait that- can we do it uh, can we do another ep- like a whole other season on like <laughs> we need a whole separate conversation on that stuff like the twin flame shit and like yes so, like that whole thing because that's a yes. whole yeah it's funny you're not the first person to ask like so many people have asked me to speak on this topic and i'm like since when did i become the expert on this because it's just a conversation you because know what i mean been like my wound it's yes. this has been my wound and yes. so it's so interesting now that i'm on the other side of it mm-hmm. i can speak with such clarity right. yeah. and i can spot soulmates from a mile away and, I I can like- <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're not a soulmate you're not a soulmate you two should be together mm-hmm, it's a go for me like we yeah. need Delshad's stamp of approval that would be hilarious I if people come up to be like hey, are we soulmates right. are we not soulmates <laughs> But anyway, it's so funny now that I can even laugh about this stuff. Like yeah. I'm just looking back. I'm like, I, I couldn't even talk about it without crying. Yeah. And and actually, you know, it's really funny. This is the first time I'm actually talking about my whole story in full. Mm. And I'm doing it with you. And so, <laughs> no, it's it's really funny that I can even speak about it now and I can laugh. Yeah. yeah. You know? It is funny. I, I love all of this shit. I mean, even the terrible shit we've been through, it is, it's all we can do is laugh about it. Like why I'm not going to sit here and cry about it anymore, right? We heal through it on the other side of healing through it. 
and seeing it and understanding it, then you can, you can laugh about it. <laughs> then it can yeah. be fun and funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so good. Okay. You know what? I have a question though. Yeah, what yeah, I want to yeah. ask you first yeah. is the relationship. When did you like wake up out of the relationship that we were in? And like the moment that you were like, fuck this, I'm like, I'm done. I don't need the search for it anymore. Like what, where did that come from for you? Like what happened? How did the, how did it just flip? And you were like, and uh, good. I don't know if there was a moment or if it mm. was a series of things that really got to me, but okay, let me say it this way. It was a series of events. Um, mm. it, it was a series of one incompetent partner after another, um, mm-hmm. one not soul connection after another, okay. and then a really sinking into my own purpose and what I'm here to do. Mm. And the moment I plugged my power into my work mm-hmm. into just creating a good life for myself. Yeah. That's when it shifted. So that's when it shifted. Yeah. So, so yeah. see, cause the, this is exactly where I'm at. And I think that that's the key, especially for women who are on, who are listening to this and resonating with the, what I call the chase, right? It's like the chase for the soulmate, the chase for the one. It's like constantly in this and like, okay, they're not the one. All right. Maybe they're the one. Right. And like moving on to, I did this, like literally I did this all of my whole life. Like, and, and also then I would be like, fuck it. But this way before I got married and before I started healing, I would get into these fuck it modes. Like, okay, fuck it. I'm not going to search anymore. I'm not going to chase anymore. Like, but I was in solitude, but it was not in a healthy space. I wasn't in the healing direction. Like none of that was even a part of my life, but I got to this like, fuck it, fine, forget it kind of mode. And then I would flip it back on and go back into like, where's the one, where's the one, where's the one in searching, seeking. And just like you were saying, it was like this whole past year that I got into that space of like, very. this just happened. Like this just in breaking news. This just (laughs) happened a few months ago where I heard very clearly, like this came in as the, like literally God told me, go all in on you and go all in on your modality, which is core wound healing, like go all in on you. Like it was clear as fucking day. And it was after a series, like you were saying, a series of unfortunate events. A series, they weren't unfortunate. A series of unfortunate, I almost said, never mind. I'm not going to say what I almost said. But after I had these experiences and then I was like, you know what? I heard this and I'm like, that's, it was like said, like I, I felt it in my body. I just need to go all in on me. I've never done that before. And I think a lot of women have not not done that before where they go all in on themselves like fully Mm -hmm. and go all in on pursuing their purpose their gifts their talents like what am I here for they're going all in and that's what I was doing going all in on this search for the one this search for the other person going to feel whole when really it was go all in on yourself go and find that and then go all in on your purpose and that's what I've been doing for the last couple months and that's where the fucking magic started happening like literally that's where that's it was the full record reclamation of my power. And then the magic started pouring out. And then I started calling it like all these magical in my life. Amazing. But I think like that is a mess for women awakening. Like that was awakening to myself as a soulmate, right? Like awakening to God as a soulmate, to my purpose as a soulmate, like these things that I'm here to do and experience that are the magic coming out of that will then I think, cause I think that you're right. There are soul relationships. Like I believe that I am going experienced. Right. And, and, And 
and in that, that's like the byproduct. That's the byproduct. Mm-hmm. That's the byproduct. Of, yeah, of the going. But the, there are two things I want to say though, because mm-hmm. I remember this message being told to me so many times when I was on this soulmate journey before I mm-hmm. shifted. Was that oh, just find yourself, just work on yourself, and mm-hmm. he will come. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how lonely yeah. and depressed and sad mm-hmm. that used to make me. It was not empowering to me at all. Okay. And I think it's because a lot of people, a lot of women, don't know why they're on this pursuit what makes it right. grip and 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 like what what's the grip and so that's i think what we need to talk about in another podcast like yeah what if we explain it in the context of a heroine's journey right that this is a necessary step where you're at and then going to the next step like you might not be able to focus on yourself you might not even right. want right. and and that's understandable that's mm-hmm. totally fine and because for me i would have these periods when i would go all into myself and then mm. i would be in I would shame for it. Oh, you're self-obsessed. You're selfish. Oh, wow. You, you know, you think too much about work. You work, yeah. work all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't have lots of friends. Mm. My solitude was somehow was shamed okay. for being what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I want to encourage women to, because right now there's a lot of articles coming out and I'm reading them like, oh, you know, why are women not having children? Why are women mm-hmm. choosing to be alone? Right. Why are women choosing to have dogs instead right. of to go date, you know? <laughs> <laughs> dogs and, and instead I, of dating like that's yeah, the next dogs article. instead of dating <laughs> my dog was just here like you know cuddling up to me I have two <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and and I, I just want to say that you know solitude is not something to be ashamed of no focusing on your so work good. is not something to be yeah. ashamed of you don't have to surround yourself with 20 people in no. order to feel worthy and you don't have to keep up those relate it's exhausting sometimes mm-hmm. for a female mm-hmm. there he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's exhausting and that's fine like and so I think that a lot of times the reason why I was pulled out and back into the soulmate spin is yep. because I was shamed for that and I should have mm. just stayed in my solitude instead of feeling like I had to socialize I had mm. to make friends yeah I had to talk to 20 people in a day right. and I don't want to right. and I should have just stayed with that and so that's the other piece that I really wanted to bring up it's like you know sometimes we we do things that are good for us mm-hmm. and then we're told that they're not and then mm. we get confused right Right. Yeah. And that's a part of the journey too, right? I mean, yes, that's a part is. of the right reclaiming your power and having to be in those situations where you know it's like we we're listening to that inner knowing. We know what's right and then we start doing it. And then the world tells us something different. And then we second yes. guess ourselves because we don't trust ourselves yet. But that's again a part of the journey. And that is a part of the awakening, right? Like the the, the radical self-trust and doing the things that might not make sense to other people, might seem crazy, might seem like nothing that they would ever do. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> Might seem so weird and so Might above. seem so weird. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. I wish I had my little thing here. So one of the things I put on my altar, and I just talked about this too on another podcast, is a flying pig. Oh, it's got yeah. a curly tail and like wings on it. And that's and that, it goes on my very spiritual altar. And yeah. people are just like, what is this? And I was like, you know, it's for magic and blah, blah, blah. And I try yeah. to explain it, but people are weirded out by it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is how <laughs> I've learned to trust this part of me. Yes that knows exactly what's good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I love it. Well, that's beautiful. Can you share now where has this led you with your work and your body of work and what you do and how you serve the world with in this space? Like, is this a part of what you do in your work with the soulmate journey and the flame stuff? Like, is that a part of your work now or is it turning into a part of your work? <laughs> so, so it, it, it is turning into a part yeah. of my work, it feels like, but my work has always been about liberation mm-hmm. and it's always been, it, it actually didn't start with 
with women, but it's evolved into just focusing on women and liberation. And yeah. so much of the liberation work that I do actually do is liberating women from toxic or false spiritual beliefs, or I should mm. say toxic or false new age beliefs. Yeah. And how it keeps so them spiral, among many yeah. other things. Can we that- have like a million podcasts together? <laughs> Because I want to talk about this too. Yeah. You're going to be on the spirituality season. <laughs> We're going to be on the twin flame season. We're going to have all these seasons just so I can have yeah. you back. <laughs> and and I, I just feel, and, and that's because what this is, the reason why I talk about liberation so much is that the only reason we are trapped is because it's systemic. There are yeah. systems, like there are patriarchal systems, colonialist yeah. systems, racial systems, gender systems, mm-hmm. and fake spirituality slash new age systems that are mm-hmm. just holding us back. You know, it's what yeah. you said. It's suppressed our power rather than releases it and my my biggest message to everyone is that liberation is key Mm. you liberate you release you feel your own power you come alive you need to be taught very little there's not much you need to be taught there's more stuff you need to experience and that becomes your teacher and you just need a guide along that way Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the work I do is liberation work and liberation I think for women for me I've tried to narrow it down into two buckets Mm -hmm. one is purpose work and the other one is just pure liberation and so both yeah. get roped into every conversation. Yes. So beautiful because that's the truth of it, right? Like every, our whole desire, when we ask anybody what they want and no matter what did they say, like what would make you happiest? They could say the soulmate or the money or the, the job or whatever it is. It all boils down to freedom, which is liberation, exactly. right? We can't experience exactly. the true freedom until we're liberated in ourselves. We really are. And I think it's just so beautiful that that's like your, the flag that you are charging forth. It really, I am charging yeah. things. I know. Like, fuck yeah. I know, sister. I fucking love it. Yeah. And and it's really funny because, you know, my my mentor back then, she was like, you know, Dosha, you are not, because I was trying to tell us, like, why don't people, you know, resonate with me and find me too intense? And she's like, because Dosha, you are the warrior queen on the battlefield. Yeah, yes. Nobody wants to be talked to gently when they're bleeding. Yes. They want to right? be carried, picked <laughs> up and, and march right on the battlefield. I was like, good point. That is who yeah, I am. Exactly. I feel <laughs> I feel you in this. So when you say charge forward, that's what it reminded yes. me of. I was like, no, literally, so that's how I saw you. Like I literally saw you on the battlefield charging forth with the flag. <laughs> like literally, that's what I saw. That's why I said it. So yes, yeah. it's like such powerful, important work that you're doing, and and I'm so grateful. I'm. I grateful. want to say one thing though, like yeah, because like you know the Bring whole soulmate in. thing. The soulmate thing is also an aspect of purpose, mm. and a lot of women need purpose to yes. ground onto this planet, and that's. Yeah. That's okay. And that's necessary. Like it gives you a grounding. Absolutely. When you ground into that, this whole conversation about the soulmate also just eases. Yes. We don't need to eliminate it, make it wrong, make it bad, make it, make it, it just needs to ease. There needs to be an ease around this. And the way you ease it is when you tune into yourself. What you call it, it making it all about going full into your work. I call it purpose. Other people call Mm -hmm. it career, whatever it is. That, that gives a woman a solid footing to put her Mm -hmm. feet you know? Mm, yes. So, I'm, it's yeah. so good. I'm with you. I am like right there in the ooey gooey with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so powerful. I cannot wait to hear people like I know that this is going to spark so much for them to think about. I'm so grateful for these seeds that you've planted and that you've taken the time and allowed me to hold space for you to share this whole story because it's so 
powerful and so needed. And I can't wait for you to continue to expand on this and take this message out further into the world. It's so neat, especially for women, but men need to hear it too. Like men are- what an are... amazing person you are, my friend, that oh, I, I haven't even told this story to like some of my closest friends and mm. I meet you and we talk about it and now yeah. I'm going to pop my podcast. <laughs> I know. Like, Ta-da! I just like saying about you, my friend, you know, like, I, you. yeah, I, I really appreciate what you have done. Thank in, you. Thank in every you. single way. I can't wait. We're going to do more things. We're going to do flag so much. sisters. We are. We're waiting. We're charging forward. We need to get flags and wave them. Flags, <laughs> pink ones. Yeah, fuck pink. yes, pink. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. Okay, before we go, I know you have a gift, like something that you're giving that people can download and tap into your energy. Where else people find you? Do you have a community that they can? I just, I want people to connect with your energy because it's so powerful. If you haven't felt this, like whoever is listening to this right now, if you are not tapped into Dillshot and you are not feeling this, like just move, go. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm in. Like, seriously, I am like so connected to you and your energy and what you're doing and just so powerful. So how can people connect with you when they're as soon as they get off of this and they're going to be like, I need her. Where can they find you? May I tell a small story? Oh, I love stories. All the stories. Bring it. So for the longest time, and so I've been in business for almost a decade. For the longest Mm -hmm. time, I couldn't come up with a proper, you know, they say for business coaching, they're like, offer a freebie, give people something to sign up for. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, oh, you know, post reels on Instagram, do dances you know, to, to like, and I'm just like, I cannot do any of that. And then I see the freebies and I'm like, these are okay, mm-hmm. but it's <laughs> get a, a, st- a happy face for failed. effort. <laughs> I fail at diplomacy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but so I, do I. I, mean, I couldn't figure out and, you know, and, and one of my coaches was like, oh, do a one hour webinar, this and that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of my friends, we you know we're talking about how people can afford services and like you know there's a lot of stuff out there that yeah and I'm like well I still need to make money and pay my bills so that's never right. going to change but what can I offer people that gives mm-hmm. them maximum benefit yes. for the shortest amount of time mm-hmm. because that's what spirituality is right it's efficient yes, yes. it's efficient it, it stops you from so good your energy your t- time it, it hones your life force right I gotta fucking love this yes yeah and so that's such a great way to say that yeah and so liberation work is the best thing that I know mm-hmm. and so so I'm like, how do I give people the foundational tools and then they can like customize those tools to mm-hmm. their liking? I'll give them a whole bunch of ideas too. Yes. And do it for a set amount of time mm-hmm. so that by the end of that time, they can feel like they are a different person. Yes. They can yes. feel it. it's unequivocal. There's no, there's no doubt. And other mm. people might see it or they might not, but you will feel it. You will feel yes. it. You will see it. You will have tangible proof in your life. Yes. And so for that reason, I was like, okay, seven days, seven days every single day for seven Mm -hmm. days you do release work and nothing else Mm -hmm. and you follow the steps for seven days and so it's a course it's on a Mm -hmm. course platform it's like 15 to 20 minutes each day it's great you talk about being in the energy can I just say how important that Mm -hmm. is something that people don't exercise enough Mm -hmm. in the spiritual world is when a spiritual teacher has the energy Mm -hmm. that you need you get there faster and quicker than if you were to try to read a book Yes. Try to just think about it because so much of spirituality is it's about energy. It's about the subtleness. All energy. Yes. 
So these people, whoever takes the course, they get to be in my energy, mm. which is all about popping mm-hmm. bubbles, popping bubbles, breaking spells. Mm. And they get these foundational tools that they will use for life. Ugh, for life. I love this. Grant. And and that's what I'm offering to people. And that that makes my heart feel full because I'm like, okay, b- because people who can't afford it, you have a place. You can keep retaking the course and every time it'll give you benefit. And people- Ugh, I have full body people. chills. I, I, it took me a month of my life to make that mm. seven days. And and I got so many confirmations about how incredible it is. But I, I am so, but I'm also, you know, that flag person on the battle. So yeah. if people don't follow the process and they don't actually do it for seven yeah. days, they get kicked out, of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't care that it's free. That doesn't, you know, give you an excuse yeah. to not. Yeah. Because really, like seven days, seven days. Dude, and seven your days. whole life can change. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> because that's, I you know. know. So, that's so, so yeah. beautiful. So that's my story. I'm sorry that I went all I over, love it. But, yeah. It's not all over. It's so important because I have such a heart. I mean, we're so connected in this way and it's just so beautiful to continue realizing this and seeing it. But similarly, I am on a path where I'm offering my body of work for pay what you can, like literally if it's a dollar, there's an like an energetic investment and your whole life is going to change. Like because what we're doing, and I was told very clearly that healing is to be accessible to everyone, right? There are some people who have the ability and happy to pay us a lot of money like a lot of yes. money right and, and we there love are some, you too <laughs> and we love all of it we love i love all of the people who can yeah. who are at a place where they can pay and are willing yeah. to right invest in in us in that way and for the energetic exchange and also i don't want to forget the people i was that person if yeah. who at one time needed the help right needed just something to get me in the right direction and so you offering this i i know I know that I know that I know that I know that there's no way you would even remotely allude to someone changing their life if that shit wasn't possible. Like, I just know it. So I am so like beyond grateful for offering to whoever's listening. Yeah, this is such a gift from your soul, from your heart. Like, I can't wait for them to experience you this way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I love you, with you the- I love you so much. <laughs> I can't wait to hug you. You better drive down here when oh, you're yeah. <laughs> on your tralala around the My- globe. <laughs> That's the official name for it. I'm no longer calling it nomad life. I'm calling no. it tra-la-la-la-la. Yes, you're tra-la-laing around. <laughs> it's like, watch, it's going to be in my Instagram bio. Yes. <laughs> Do it. It's so good. That's where the magic is. All right. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being here, for sharing your time, your energy, your story, your wisdom. I love you. I'm grateful. Mm. See you soon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bye. friend. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We hope your soul is stirred and your human has been inspired. Now the magic doesn't stop here. We would love to have you with us over in our happy human community on Facebook, where you can connect more with our guests, get access to free tools and resources, and best of all, be immersed in a really rad community that will continue to support you on your journey. Simply search Facebook for happy human community. That's human spelled H-Y-O-U-M-A-N and we will see you on the inside. Now, if you're hungry for even deeper transformation, please visit happyhuman.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-H-Y-O-U-M-A-N.com and sign up for our next Core Wound Healing group session. This is our pay what you can offering to the world because we truly believe that healing should be accessible to every human. Remember, your presence helps the world shine even brighter. So keep seeking healing, keep spreading the love, 
and keep embracing the happy human within you because that is the key to your soul revolution. Mm-hmm.